0: All right, uh, welcome back. It's Moncone McGann. I'm uh, delighted to say at the earlier time, and I hope you like the earlier time, um, it was pretty tough on Moncone, who's a late riser anyway, but succeeded to get up in time. It's going to be great. To I'm going to be able well. to
1: get to sleep earlier tonight. I'm delighted. I'm going to be tucked
0: up Now, before books. we tuck you up reading yes. books... I believe you've got a television programme coming up what is it?
1: I do so today so in, on Thursday in two days time there's a programme called uh, Waterloo na Gael. It's a It's so you know Thursday is the 200th anniversary of Waterloo the Battle of Waterloo and what uh, so I'm just doing the voiceover. my brother actually directed this programme what they found was that there was the, the Waterloo was the first ever battle that there were first hand accounts and a 30% of the people who fought were of Irish extraction a quarter of the officers were Scottish so this programme goes back to find these Irish often the wives and the kids who were going along with the soldiers who were like on the edge behind the battlefield and the soldiers themselves and we've got Michal and hertig and Porik Bernach you know of Machness, of to retell that story from an Irish perspective of Waterloo and The drama reconstructions are amazing. I'm excited about this programme. So it's 8 o'clock, TG Carr, Thursday, Waterloo, which means the Irish heroes. Wow, yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Waterloo, as Wellington said, a damn close-run thing. That's it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If it wasn't for the Germans, in fact. Bulcher or Blucher or something. Blutcher, exactly.
1: No, but at the end of this documentary, you're going to see if it wasn't for the Irish... All they right. not have Okay, worked. okay. Well, we're
0: speaking to the Irish, yeah.
1: where are we going? Oh, this time we're back in Ireland. So last week we were in some far flung point of China. Um, this time I want to look at Leitrim. Yeah? I want to look at forgotten Leitrim, and I promise I'm going to convince
0: you. I'm excited <laughs> by Leitrim. I know sometimes I'm flogging a dead horse. Well, a whole while now you convince me about Cavan. If you convince me about Cavan, yeah. you can definitely do Leitrim.
1: And again, I've only focused. So as you said, these are the, this is sort of the border area, you know, that had been ignored, and that's why people are surprised by it. So it's easy enough to if you get a place that people haven't thought about in
0: tourism, and if there's something starting up there. But Leitrim was devastated by immigration. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it's like now, but mm-hmm. it was devastated there were all these empty farms exactly. where people had just literally locked door of the farm and yeah. emigrated right. right i bought jam from drum shambo so i hope you are going to talk about drum drum shambo there was a company up there called laird's jam oh, yeah, and really i so. used to buy jam from mr yeah. laird
1: well as as you said so it because it was abandoned it was where the new agers and the germans and the english and the hippies moved in the 80s and 90s With the hippies yeah the crusties the first generation of those because it was the cheapest place to tie, to, to to buy um, our land in Ireland. In the 80s and 90s, alternative people settled there. They're they're now developed and settled. And what they've done is set up a really interesting range of hotels, of guest houses, of restaurants and of, of outdoor activities. The former hippies. Yeah, yeah, and the people who were just invited in. Inspirational people who are looking at the world through sustainable eyes rather than a hippie said in a derogatory form like that. Yeah. <laughs> the first greatest thing about Leitrim you need to go to see is the Arigna mining experience because that's going to show you how tough... Life was in Leitrim. Why those people had to emigrate? Why this was a poor, impoverished area right up until 1990? So the Urigna mines closed in 1990. When we think of mines, you might coal? think what coal? Yeah, from okay. the sev- from the 17th, from the 18th century until 1990. But this was not some sort of modernised, you know, automatic mining um, unit. The mine is in seams, as is it normally, but it's in very thin, flat seams under the ground. So the only way of mining it was getting in with a pickaxe lying on your side in, uh, like in a pool of water and pickaxing away the bits of, of dynamite or put, putting in dynamite and getting out of the way and then picking it out with the pickaxe. That was being done up until 1990 in a oh medieval God. form of... Um,
0: but that was just cruelty.
1: Oh, I mean, and there's films there. There's a, you know, in the interpretive centre there, there's a DVD that was taken in the year 1990 and they're still using those exact form of ways. Bit of dynamite, then the man lies down on his side with a pickaxe and swings, fully covered in black, um, and then there's a little you know a little trolley on wheels behind him it's dragging it out now the people who are bringing you through this Arigna mining experience are the original miners that's why you have to do this trip this is not some sort of nice dolly bird saying and oh, what happened this the people themselves are saying the medieval life the reason that Leitrim was a subsistence level world that you you know there did not have other opportunities beyond that you're going to see and what's intriguing now when you go to Leitrim you still see all the open seams and the open mining trails in the mountains and Sliveneirn and the other mountains around... Um, but on Kilronan, one of the great mining mountains, you'll find all the windmills and so the Arigna mining experience looks not just at the tradition of mining in the area and has all the old um, the, the, the tools that were used and the documents and the first hand accounts but it also tells a t- tale about how they're finding new energy now from the mountains.
0: But, but also of course these miners, like mm-hmm. miners everywhere, would have suffered this lung disease exactly. from breathing the coal dust. I mean it's tragic,
1: if you, if you ask the guides about how many of their friends have died how many of them are left and what they suffered and their joints and the arthritis. Like they were, as I said, they were working in a pool of water on their okay. backs. All yeah. right. So, Come on, we're cheer
0: me up here. Yeah. Give me somewhere nice to stay. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's worth, um, I mean, the big country house was the, I suppose, the Earl of Leitrim, who owned 96,000 acres of Leitrim at one stage up until the 19th century, up until the early 20th century, Loch Rynne Castle, which was his centre. His last building was this Victorian Manor, a wonderfully opulent uh, castle or big house. Um, that was the finest of its time uh, the finest sort of building in Ireland of its time in the 19th century, this ga- gothic building with a fabulous, ornate, ostentatious architecture, but a beautiful traditional walled garden that has been fully renovated by the hotel owners um,
0: And then So you can stay there You can stay there. This in, is where I'm going to stay when in, I go up.
1: Oh, In ultimate opulence looking through the original windows that the Earl of Leitrim would and have And is that
0: close about. to the original experience?
1: Yeah, I mean this is the great thing about Leitrim, well unless you're going right up to Manor Hamilton, which we will in a bit, this there In the south, there's all oh, everything is accessible, all oh, right. And okay, and Very this is Loch Rin. So, you know, when we were looking at Cavan, we were saying it was a lost aqueous water world. This same can be saying, said of Loch of Leitrim. You've got Loch MacNean, Loch Gill, the Bonnet River. You got the, the oh, wait till we get on to the, the canal, uh, and, and the Shannon Leitrim, the Blue Way. We'll do that in a bit. Um, but beside Loch Rin. Castle just on the edge of the estate they've now they've developed a lime kiln and you know when you're going all over all over Ireland you see the remains of 19th century lime kilns lime was put on the grounds on the ground before we came up with with fertilizers and before we were bringing in guano you know see gold shit from South America. So they had to burn the limestones in these kilns. You'll see them all over Ireland. But they've decided in Leitrim to actually make a feature of this, to explain it to the young generation. And in the Farnacht uh, lime kiln, just on the edge of the Lockerain Estate, they've put interpretive boards up. They've sort of put parking. They've redeveloped a lime kiln as it was, with original sort of lime plaster. And it gives you a, a definite sense of how these little industrial hubs were kernels in the same way as the creamery was or um, are, are the mill in, in 19th century and 18th century Ireland. What I want you to do next is, like we've seen, that, so that's given us a sense of industrial. 19th century, 20th century mining, or 18th to 20th century mining, the big house in Loch Ryn. As I was saying, the crusties and the hippies came in the 80s and 90s. Now, their great uh, sort of um, legacy is probably the organic centre in Ross Inver, set up in 1995 as the first sustainable centre of organic living Biodynamics, permaculture—these were all totally radical ideas to us at the time. That we could grow our own vegetables using traditional methods. You know, these were traditions that were forgotten about from because we thought we were modern and we thought everything was chemical. And they're still thriving. They have seven um, polytunnels there, just showing the amount of fruit and vegetables we can grow right throughout the year. And every weekend and right through a lot of weeks, they organise. Classes on everything from wicker bask making to uh, furniture made out of wild willow to herbs made out of, uh, sort of potions and cosmetics. And in the 20 The 28th of June, Dreen Allen is coming up to give a cookering class. Dreen Allen has been like a big supporter of the Organic Centre in Rosinver forever. And then the big thing is each year, once a week, they have a good life course, which basically teaches you how to give up the rat race, say goodbye to your mortgage and go back to the land and live the good life. This year, it's only on for three days from the 1st to the 3rd of August. And um, Hans Wieland, who's one of the directors of the Organic Centre at the moment, and his wife, will like on the first day show you how to grow herbs and all, not only to flavour your food but how to make your cosmetics, how to make magic juices, how to do fermenting, how to make cheese, how to forage for for plants and rabbits and things if you need, how to preserve them and how to cook them. So in basically three days you get all your wild crafting and all
0: your sort of... Um, and so you leave the rat race and head off to Leitrim. And... You too could become a hippie, George. No, right, I see no, it inside no. you. let just have no, an old van, no? Listen, Go come on. here... Um, What else are you going to do for me up here? You see, one of these things about the Ireland you're talking about, the cabinet place, was I really had this vision of bringing my grandchildren to Mm -hmm. these places and saying, look, this is your country. This is how it was. Mm -hmm. And I think even young kids would appreciate the enormity of the original mining experience, yeah. for instance. Now you talked about the lakes. Mm-hmm. Any good lakes up there? Yeah, and again, so they're putting in tourist facilities now because they realise
1: like they were forgotten. You first need the facility, and then you encourage the tourists. Which, as when we were looking at Cavan and we were looking at the the, the Cavan Burn and things. Uh, Glenade Lake, another sort of forgotten lake between Leitrim and Sligo in this beautiful glacial valley uh, with steep sides on either side. On one side is Eagle's Rock, which is the highest rock in Ireland. It was was only scaled by mountain climbers recently. It's like a few years ago. It's 330 metres high above sea level, and it is spectacular. Although if you you do decide to scale it, very few people will be able. But they've now put a sort of interpretive boards and a parking area at the base of it. It's a gorgeous climb around that area. It's dangerous because, again, these are rocky areas. W- there aren't deer paths yet. So you need to bring a guide. And we'll talk about some of the walking guides that are in that area. But right beside Eagles Rock, right beneath it is Glenade Lake. And Glenade Lake is where uh, we had our own sea monster. You know Sir Loch Ness claimed they have yeah. a monster. We have proof of our sea monster. So there was a Dower da- chú. A Dower is like a... Um, it's a, a a monster dog in the depths, a sea dog in the depths of Glenade Lake, which is a very deep lake, who came out in the 18th century and devoured a woman and then was found her husband with this poor woman Gronnyne Khumla uh came uh, either to wash her hair or to wash her clothes or to have a swim in on the September the 24th 1722 now this is all documented okay her husband Mók okay. Loughlin, goes looking for her he finds her dead her body ravaged by the shores of the lake and a beast lying asleep on her mangled breast so he immediately gets out a knife and he kills the ho, the the furious monster, which would have been the end of the monster and we could say there's no longer a monster in Glenade Lake. But the monster's partner comes out of the lake awoken by the death screams of his uh, beloved, he comes out and he chases Treilach McLaughlin right around Glenade Lake until one of uh, Treilach's horseshoe, the shoe of his horse fell off and he had to go into the blacksmith uh, just beside. Uh, now this is proven because in the graveyard in Kinloch, in County Leitrim, her grave is still there and on it is um, a picture. It's worn smooth now and it's unclear but you can see on the mossy-crusted stone that this, stain, this strange beast being stabbed by the dagger of Treilach. Okay? What, the, other dragger, the other dragon wakes up Chases Trello
0: Horse loses his shoe Ghost gets to
1: the blacksmith We have it now Which is a on The blacksmith says The only way you're going to protect this horse Is, put, is, is from the dragon Is put the horses at the gate At the entrance to the blacksmith Okay What's going to happen now is the Dragon is going to put his head straight through the horse's mouth and you have to pick up a special knife that the blacksmith had. This is 1722. This isn't 1,000 years right, ago. And he's going to right. stab it in the head, but he didn't. And the dragon is still at the base of Glenade Lake. Wow. And luckily they've set up an interpretive centre and a car park on the side of the lake and visitors, their picnic area, so you can get to know these stories that we didn't know before. And
0: maybe see the dragon.
1: Yeah, maybe so. I mean, yeah. All right. Do not laugh. Now,
0: I'm really interested. Mm-hmm. With, stand up paddling. Yeah, so because certain Indian canoes, Native Americans, mm-hmm. were, were stand up paddling as well as the seated type. Yeah, ex- exactly. So. And African African tribes used the stand up one where they hollowed out trees, for instance.
1: That's right. And it's not too far from what was happening in Venice either, in a way, yeah. with gondolas. All right. But it's become the big thing in Ireland in recent years, supping, stand up paddle boarding. Uh, now you, it, you, the beauty is you don't need quite as much balance as surfing you know surfing will take forever to um, so, to get the hold of now the wonderful thing is now there are amenities where there are tourist providers doing it such as as I say Lee Guckian who has got this company called um, Leitrim Surf Company but there's many others in Leitrim set up as well um, doing the same thing the beauty is Waterways Ireland has just put in the facilities all along these waterway areas they've created something called the Shannon Blueway which includes 16 kilometres of canoe trail now they start in Drumshambo and they go through the... Um, there's a... there's a From Loch Allen, just outside Drumshambo, on the edge of Drumshambo, they've now created... There's a Drumshambo canal that goes all the way via sort of... Um, via a lake on the way to... Battle Bridge, which is just outside Leitrim Village. And then we can go on from there again to Carrick and Shannon. So this whole network By has been canoe. Put up, Yeah, this was only put in in November 2014. It was finished. Now, some of the cycle trails. So there's canoe trails and then there's a cycle trail along it or a walking trail. And then there's looped walks. There's 16 kilometres in total of canoe trail, 10 kilometres of looped walks. So it's—I mean—it's only put in, in October. Some of it isn't fully finished. You know, they're making they, they, some of it, Some of the gravel trail is a bit rough, but they've put in the thing and the, they put in the resources. And the, the travel, the tourism companies have now set up the facilities on it that you can hire kayaks, our bikes, our stand-up canoes, our Canadian canoes. In fact, um, at different points in Leitrim Village, you can hire electric bikes in Leitrim Village itself. You can hire the kayaks from Shambo. Electric bikes. Yeah, Kalkoff electric bikes. So this was. Electric bikes were first introduced in Ireland in mainstream tourism and the Greenway in Mayo. Okay? But the risk about them was the batteries were dodgy. So you could be left that your battery would die and then you were left with a heavier bike than a normal bike yeah. and you were totally stuck. The new generation of electric bikes have a range of 140 kilometers. So tourist providers can with confidence rent these out to a family and know that they're like 140 right. kilometers you're only going to do 30 kilometers a day. I'm
0: I'm very sympathetic to this. I'm, uh, the battery in my golf cart uh, <laughs> stopped once.
1: Would you not have a pedal golf course?
0: Uh, no, no. You yeah. obviously are not a golfer. No. So I mean what am I going to do now? But anyway that's another yeah. story. Listen, then, but there must be kind of you for all these. I think you mm-hmm. need a guide, do you? Yeah, not? yeah. Or an expert. Or no, whatever. you do. And particularly
1: Leitrim because the you know the guided trails aren't fully there's not you know maps there's not sort of guided routes set up everywhere. This is this is new area. Like the, the you you're having the, the basically Slieve are the most beautiful it's the most be, the most iconic mountain in the area. But then the brick leaves which has Carrokeel, the Great Passage Grays of Carrokeel, Knocknaree. If you go over into Sligo. You're going to need to go to these areas, and there's one man, Philip James, who set up a company. He's like, he's the chairman of the the local Boyle Curlew Walkers, who run walks twice a week. If you're ever twice a month, so if you're ever in that area, connect up with the Boyle Curlew Walkers. But otherwise, Philip James has his own website, I think philjames.com. He's determined to make this area of Leitrim and then crossing over into Roscommon and Sligo, the area known for mountaineering in Ireland, because you're going to see no other walker up there. This is a totally undeveloped area. And it's like three of the National Waymark trails are in the area. The Leitrim Way, the Miners Way and Historical Trail. This was along the old Arigna Mines. Um, and then um, in all, there's about 120 kilometres of walkway. And you can easily get to them from Drumshambo, from Manor Hamilton, from Boyle. But we just need to have people setting up the trip. So he's got some trips. It's about 90 euros for the day. And like six people can go on that. Um, and he's got a nice three-hour trip through the Brickleaf Mountains, which, as I said, you're going up to Carrokeel to this phenomenal cairns. If people think Newgrange or, or um, Loch Crewe or now is impressive, wait till you see um, Carrokeel. Or otherwise, he's got a great walk from Loch Mila to Kilronan Mountains. These are places we do not know at the moment, and we deserve to get to know them. All right, well,
0: knowing me, I'd be looking for my lunch or my dinner or somewhere. Any great plans? restaurants.
1: Yeah, great restaurant. First, a great place to stay and a place that's been up... When you, go, when you leave Drum Hair, all around Drum Hair is just alternative hippie houses. You know, I built the first straw bale house in Ireland, so I'm interested in these things. You did? Yeah, yeah. The first house out of bales of straw. I'll talk to you about it another day. But they, So there's all sorts of mud houses, tyre houses, straw houses, eco uh, houses that are totally free of either the grid or of heating requirements. And up in this area is the Ardenhu Eco-Retreat with these wooden cabins, which are totally carbon neutral, done ecological in every single way, you know, with sheepskin insulation and hemp here and everything. And they have the, Arden- the Ardenhu Eco-Retreat. It's a health spa, basically. So it's got a sauna and a hot tub, all ecologically heated. It's got some amazing food provided by one of the, the sort of eco-vegan veg- food pro- producers in the area and an amazing yoga, yoga studio. In fact, the Ardenhu Eco-Retreat works as a yoga school alright well. just give me one restaurant where I go for something to eat I'm starving
0: okay, Luna... I've, been, I've been on boats and trains yeah. and everything and I want something to eat do you
1: remember when we were down in Doris I raved about the Good Food Cafe this it must be my second one Luna Restaurant in Drum Hair, set up by Bernadette O'Shea who had the really famous Truffles Pizza Restaurant in Sligo in this in the 1990s she set up in Drum Hair basically to try and give the area a boost her pizzas are as good She I mean she redefined Irish pizzas with flavours which are still on the menu places like black pudding leeks and pine nuts and fennel sausage pizza she has those but she also has this mood food as she's saying she's miles from Dublin you sometimes want those classic dishes sort of Mediterranean dishes with an Irish twist her food Bernadette O'Shea is phenomenal and all she's in she adores art so all over this little cottage that she's converted in the main street in Drummond Hare is like priceless artwork by Barry Cook by Basil Blackshaw by Sean Scully and whatever will be on the menu that day will depend on her her mood her passion Bernadette is notorious in Ireland like she is she's a sort of Doreen Allen character has one vision has done more to promote food in the Northwest than anyone else and the fact that she has opened a restaurant again only last year after what 15 years 18 years of being you know not producing for the public is amazing so get to Drummer Hair if you're in Manor Hamilton go to the Café Bia Slainter full of alternative eco people who smell all nice of essential oils and things.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, now, uh, the only two days to go to uh, the big night, 8 p.m. on Thursday on uh, TG Cahar. It's Waterloo, Nalech And there were we all assuming the Germans had saved Europe's bacon, but in fact it was the Irish. And Monkham again narrates it all uh, in the company of me, Ola and others. So that's the end of Tuesday travel for this week. <laughs> you. And. Uh, We have uh, still more to come on the right hook.